Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. I want you to get a hold of the fact that you are a minister. I want you to point to yourself and say, I am a minister for the Lord. I may never preach behind the pulpit, but I still have a ministry. Amen. Now get a hold of that. Don't ever, don't ever let that go. Never again should you gripe or complain and say, Lord, I don't have nothing to do. Never again should you be looking for that big break to be able to get in the pulpit and preach. Begin to minister where you at and If the Lord wants you to be in the ministry behind the pulpit, then and only then can He use you behind the pulpit. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Ken Hagen continues his teaching on every member a minister. Find out more next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. This is the last week for this offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen for today's message. Looking in the 26 translations of the Bible, and I imagine every one of you ministers out there has one of these. But verse 12 says in the King James, for perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. But let's listen to what several translations have to say about this. With a view to fitting of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the perfecting of the saints to labor in their appointed service. That first one was Rotherham, the second one was Coney Bear's translation, 20th century New Testament translation, to fit his people for the work of the ministry. Weymouth translation, in order to fully equip his people for the work of serving. Another translation has it in order to equip the saints for the work of serving. For the immediate equipment of God's people for the work of service. To equip God's people for the work in his service. In order to get his holy people ready to serve as workers. I like that one. Now, that is why the ministry gifts, the ones that stand here in ministry, That is what their purpose is. Our purpose behind the pulpit, your pastor's purpose behind the pulpit is to equip you so you can go out the door into the world in which you live and serve. So that you can become a minister outside of the four walls of the church. All right? Now, I want you to notice in the ASRL translation of the New Testament, he said, with the view to the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Well, you build up the body of Christ by going out and doing the work of the ministry and adding to the body of Christ. The Amplified New Testament says, his intention was the perfecting and full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should 
do the work of the ministry toward building up the body of Christ or the ecclesia, the church. As we look at this, I want you to understand every person of the church must realize that every member a minister. As I stated before, not everyone will fulfill a pulpit ministry, but everyone has a ministry to do. Now, some people may minister in the area of praise and worship. Acts 13, 2 says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. You know, when we are singing the songs in the service, are we singing songs that have melodious chords and pretty words just to be singing? What is the purpose of singing the courses in the beginning of this service? The purpose was so that you could prepare your heart for the rest of the service and minister unto the Lord. Am I right? Now, when we had the choir sing before the ministry of the Word, what was the purpose of them ministering? They didn't sing, they ministered. So you've got to understand, every member of ministry, no matter where you're working, where you're operating, what you're doing, ushering, parking lot, singing in the choir, nursery worker, school of the Bible teacher, church secretary, bus driver, restroom cleaner, sanitation engineer, That means the one that empties the trash. All of those have a place. And we need to understand where a place is and begin to get into that place. Now some people may have the ministry of giving. All of us should, but some people can have the ministry of giving better than others because they have more to give. All of us should be ministering unto the Lord, the Bible says, with our tithes and our offerings. Now, I want you to get a hold of the fact that you are a minister. I want you to point to yourself and say, I am a minister, minister for, the for the Lord. I may never preach, I may never preach. behind the pulpit. But I still have a ministry. Amen. Now get a hold of that. Don't ever, don't ever let that go. Never again should you gripe or complain and say, Lord, I don't have nothing to do. Never again should you be looking for that big break to be able to get in the pulpit and preach. Begin to minister where you at 
And if the Lord wants you to be in the ministry behind the pulpit, then and only then can he use you behind the pulpit. I have many people that come to me and say, oh, pastor, we want to go to work in the church. And I say, fine. What are your, what are your skills? Oh, I wasn't particularly thinking about any kind of manual labor or ushering or anything like that. I, I, I want to get involved in ministry. I said, that's what I was trying to do is get you involved in ministry. <laughs> oh, no, no, you don't understand. I'm not talking about that kind of ministry. And, you know, I knew what they're talking about. But I want to lead them on a little while until they played the rope out a long way. And then I want to jerk the slack out of it so hard that they hit the ground. <laughs> you say, well, why are you being so hard? Because somebody, something needs to wake them up to realize that if they, even if they do have a call of God on their life to be a pulpit minister, they must learn to do these other things before God can use them somewhere else. You don't go in the secular world and into the corporate America and start out in the top echelon of the company. You start and work your way up. And I'm going to tell you what. I mean, I worked as associate pastor and I nailed nails and I mowed yards and I poured concrete and I put tire on the top of the roof and I run the Royal Ranger program and coach the Royal Rangers football team and I'm glad to say that we went undefeated and was a champs. <laughs> and my little brother-in-law that's sitting down here, he's bigger than me now, but he was my quarterback. And then, and then I, I preached when they told me I needed to preach. I had a friend come by one day, one of my friends come by, and I was mowing the church grass. He said, what are you doing out here morning? I thought you was a preacher down here at this church. I said, I am. One of the guys I went to high school with, I said, I am. He said, preachers don't mow grass. I said, if they're not willing to mow the grass, I can guarantee you that God will never use them in the pulpit. Some of you that really feel like God's got a call on your life to be in the pulpit ministry, then get in there behind your pastor and do whatever he asked you to do. Look, just don't do what he asked you to do. Look for something to do. And minister where you're at. A lot of people come and they say, oh, I want to go. I'd like to go on a mission trip. I'd like to go on the mission field. And we can't even get them to do visitation and they want to go on a mission field. Oh, I know I could go over on the mission field and minister. I said, no, you can't minister on the mission field and give out tracts on the mission field until you can go knock on your next door neighbor's house and ask them if they're interested in going to church. Oh, no, now, wait a minute, brother. I'm not, I'm not going to get into this block-to-block -block canvassing of the community. If you can't get involved in the block-to-block -block canvassing of the community, you will never do any good in the marketplace of a third world country trying to minister the gospel. We have all been called to the ministry of reconciliation. 
I believe that the Christian church, or maybe I should say the Christian army, because we talk about ourselves as being God's army, being in God's army. I believe God's army or the Christian church is the only one that kills their wounded. Instead of reaching out with loving arms of mercy and reconciliation to an individual that has not been able to live up to the standards, we want to push them down. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book entitled Called of God by Ken Hagan. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagan, Every Member a Minister. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. April, we're going to be up in Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. Three April 3 through 6 at uh, Faith Family Church. Uh, Tony and Jeanette Finley. Yes. Uh, looking, forward to, looking forward to that. So I just thought I'd give you a little bit of what, what's going on. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Ken Hagen on Every Member a Minister. If you would like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.